you think that you know what they're thinking, but you don't until you, and that's why we always put out content that says we do this, we do that, you know, give us a call. If you need a contractor, we have a whole Rolodex full of contractors or not Rolodex anymore. That's like show my age. <laughs> we have a phone full of, of contractors. So, yeah. um, so yeah, we have, we, and people call me, someone called me yesterday and said, my family member in Indiana. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good morning, y'all. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers. My name is Jennifer Healy, and today we have Chris Brewer on the phone, or pardon me, on Zoom with us, uh, unless you're listening uh, through the audio. And Chris, tell us a little bit about you, your business, who you are, who you work for, what you do, uh, in case there's realtors out here that are not unaware. Okay, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, so a little bit about me. I'm not originally from Maryland. So that was a challenge uh, when I got into the real estate business because I didn't really have a sphere here. Um, but I, so I moved here in 2002. I was working for Lowe's Home Improvement as a store manager in retail. Um, and then I just got kind of got tired of retail. Um, got into real estate in 2004, September of 2004. Um, and, and just started as an individual. Um, did real well by working some of the... Um, employees that I had from Lowe's, a lot of them bought houses the first year. Um, so I just kind of worked that sphere as much as I could. And then I started growing a team, I would say um, 2012. That's when I hired my first full-time um, employee that worked for me, my assistant, and she's been with me ever since. Um, basically, I, I work all over Maryland, but mostly in Baltimore County, Hartford County, and Baltimore City, some in Arundel, some Cecil. And then I'll go to Carroll and, you know, other places too on request. I'm trying to build Ocean City and I'm getting my Delaware license right now in the middle of doing that so I can do Delaware and Ocean City. So all the beaches. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, so there's two things that I'm interested in based on what you said. And the first is I'd like to talk about your production from 2022, your personal okay. as well as your team. Um, let's start out with that because I really want to make sure that the agents that are listening at this time understand the, uh, fiber of who we have on the line with us today. Okay. So 2022, um, my personal production was 15, I mean, 52 units and 13.1 million, um, in volume. My team production for 2022 was 127 units and 33.4 million in volume. Wow. That is, that is, that's, that's huge. That's huge. And that's what I wanted these realtors that are listening to hear and to see that they're in the midst of all this craziness. There are people that are still doing very well and having great numbers. Do you happen to have your 2023 year to date numbers? Yes, I do. Um, I track it pretty regularly, but I hadn't looked um, until I, until I knew I was doing this, I had to refresh it. Um, but yeah, so I'm tracking a little under for individual, but team is tracking over um, last year. Right now for individual, I'm at 24 units and 9 million. So my average price for this year has gone way up because I feel like houses, you know, prices have gone up. Plus sure. the older you get, the more people are buying bigger houses and selling their yes. old house. The ones I sold them 
you know, 15 years ago. Now they're upgrading. So especially during COVID when they, the rates were low, a lot of people took advantage of that and bought bigger houses. So I feel like my average sales price has gone way up um, the last couple of years. But for the team this year, we're sitting at 71 units and 23 million already. So, wow. and and this is supposed to be a, a down by 33% year. So yeah. it's not, we're going to be over um, last year, definitely. I love hearing that. And I have to be honest with you. You are the first person that I've, nope, my sorry, second person that I've spoke with that is over their production for last year in this down economy. And that's what I want. That's the whole reason for this podcast is to shed that light on you, your team, um, and just to let people know that it is possible when they do the right steps. So my right. next question to you, if I may, is do you have a daily success plan for you and or for your team that you utilize every day? Is there, yes. is there certain tasks that you do, you know, from the time you wake up to the time that you clock out, if, per se, um, that you believe that has um, led to your success? Yes, um, I know I do. And I push it on my team. I don't we have a meeting every Friday. We were having it today at 10. So we do a meeting most on most Fridays from 10 to 12. And that's when we check in to see what everyone's done for the week. And then we also go over a lot of um, things that I'm finding out from different masterminds, talking to different high producing agents. Um, so we do I do have like a regular check in weekly, but daily for myself. And I try to impose this on the rest of my team. I've always been for the last 10 years, I guess I followed Brian Buffini, who's a, um, a coach for and basically his coaching is centered around sphere of influence. So we make calls. I write personal notes. I, d I deliver pop buys like you know, gifts to people's house. And I um, and we have a lot of client events. So those are like the those are the biggest things that I focus on. And I have charts that tell me for the week if I've done enough, like when the week, when the um, day. And then also I can have a chart that tells me where I am for last, according to last year and for my goal this year. So one, for instance, my goal is to write uh, 10 notes a week, personal notes, that's 520 personal notes. I'm tracking over that right now for this year. Um, but last year I hit that, that was my goal last year and I hit it. So I'm trying to do more this year, but, um, but we're, at, we're getting ready to have a big client appreciation party. Um, we do, we did a pizza party for the Super Bowl and we do the pie party every year around Thanksgiving. Um, so we basically just take care of our past clients. We mail out a lot of different um, stuff to clients throughout the year. We do birthday cards for their birthday. We do uh, Ravens magnets. We do Orioles magnets. We do calendar magnets. Anything that I know is going to stay on the fridge longer, um, they won't throw away. And we just so basically that's what it's all about, I think, is taking care of your past clients. There's, when I first started this business, there were so many houses I went into and the people said they just bought a, their house two years ago and they're selling it. And I would ask them just as an experiment, like, who was your agent? And some of them didn't even know. Like wow. they forgot. And sometimes within a year, like, people forget. Mm -hmm. And to me, I thought that that's never going to happen to me. That's one thing I've said from the beginning. That's never, that's never going to happen. People are going to have to call me and tell me to stop sending stuff to them. If it's going to be the other way around. Correctly, Nor said something like eighty-five to nine, eighty-five to eighty-seven percent of of people said that they would use their realtor again, and yes. then thirteen percent actually do. That's right. a huge gap that they're just not, like you said, not staying in contact with them. So right. they're getting that. 
Or maybe they think, oh, this guy helped me buy this house. Maybe he doesn't sell homes. Exactly. I've heard that as well. Yes. Um, or maybe he helped me. He was a first-time home buyer. Maybe he doesn't do move-up people. Yes. Or maybe he doesn't do luxury homes or waterfront homes. And it's so amazing how people, because they're looking at you through their lens. You right. know, he helped me buy a house. He was a first-time home buyer. Maybe he doesn't do anything else. It's right. amazing how, how, you know, individuals' minds work that are outside of our industry. Yes. You think that you know what they're thinking, but you don't until you, and that's why we always put out content that says we do this, we do that. You know, give us a call if you need a contractor. We have a whole Rolodex full of contractors or not Rolodex anymore. That's like <laughs> showing my age. <laughs> we have a phone <laughs> full of, of contractors. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have, we, and people call me, someone called me yesterday and said, my family member in Indiana wants to buy. So the son wants to buy the house from the parents and they want to do a zero zero percent owner financing loan, which you can't do. So I'm told by an accountant, you need as a minimum percent because then it's like you're going away. It's like you're you're beating the taxes on a gift because mm -hmm. you're actually giving it to them really at zero percent. I'm not sure. I have to validate that. So I had him talk to an accountant. So I, I referred him to someone because I'm not the expert on that. But at least right. he called me for the I'm the information hub. Like I'm the person, the center of the hub where he calls to get information about other stuff. And that's what you want to be. You want to be that point of reference for everything. Yeah. And then you just refer it out because you have plenty of partners that you meet along the way, like lenders and title companies and accountants, lawyers, you know, whatever we need, um, we have. So we and I think and then when they trust you, they're going to refer you and they're going to use you again. But if they can't remember you after a year, that's a big disservice to me. Oh, yes. So when you go in and you're working on your daily success plan, um, like if you will, Monday through Friday or whatever your work week looks mm -hmm. like that you're working on your business and not in it, because uh, right. I would assume in your business is showing homes or writing offers or things like that. Uh, what are you doing? Do you have specific, like you, I, you said 10 letters you like to write a week. Um, yes. And I understand now, are you just trying to make sure that gets done by the end of each week? Or are you trying to knock it out at one, a day, uh, you know, you know, one and a half, if you will, a day and knock those out? Or how do you manage them? Or do you just pull up what's in your computer system? And does your computer system somehow tell you who to write the notes to? Or is it people you're running into? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I kind of wing it as far as I don't do like some people wake up and write four every day from friends and like other people in, that follow Brian Buffini and other like different um, CRM programs. They will do it like the religious. I'm not that kind of person. Like I don't okay. I can't. So I, what I do is I'll do I'll do them sometime during the week. I might do all of them one day. I might mm -hmm. do a couple a day. Um, if I ever have a flight somewhere, I write 25 to 30 and catch up for weeks or get ahead for weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, because that can give me, I can print everything. Out. And so to answer your question about who to write them to, this system has a rotating um, list of clients. And when you, when you write one and you say you wrote one, you click on it and then it takes it to the, puts it to the back and it pulls up someone you haven't written to. So I don't have to oh, do, determine, I don't have to determine who to send it to. It tells me who I've contacted most recently who I have. And it just comes up with a name. And if I want to skip them, cause I was talking to them yesterday. I might do that, um, okay. but but if it if it pops up, it's usually because I haven't talked to them. So okay. that's how I know. There's no, I don't have to worry about like deciding that on my own. It's it's already pre, pretty much predetermined and gives me an idea who to do it for. Now, and is then this as far as like any system, yeah, it's called Referral oh. Maker CRM. They oh. he owns it, yeah. So and that the good thing about him is he has masterminds live too. You can go to like I think right now he's having one in San Diego. 
Um, he'll have one in Nashville. He used to come to Richmond a lot. I think he's still will now. With COVID, they cut down the live um, mm-hmm. masterminds, but now they're back up and, and running. And you meet a lot of good people. I have friends across the country from that I've met that, through that system. That And we refer each other business a lot, um, especially the Northern Virginia mm-hmm. agents. Like they'll refer up here and we'll refer down there. So now it's, the same- it's another way to meet people and network. But you're also taking, if you work that system, you're taking care of your clients to the point where I'm telling you, I've had a couple of clients say, you know, we're not going to buy ever again. Don't stop sending us because there's too much stuff going on. But that's actually not a problem to me. I mean, if I'm sending too much, I'd rather them just tell me to oh, stop yeah. instead of me saying, uh, I've already sent too much. I'm not going to determine that, that I've sent too much because then maybe they're like, we, they didn't get some, maybe uh, they, they think I didn't send enough. You don't know. I mean, so right. you don't want to ever guess that way. You know, I'd rather have mm-hmm. too much, too little. So, so it also tells you, I'm, I'm assuming with the pop buys and everything is yeah. scheduled. That is rarely cool. The, you, cool, you know, thing about the, the cool thing about the pop buys is I can have them in my car. And when I'm out showing houses, I can click a button. It pulls up a map kind of like, um like everything has now, like Starbucks, Dunkin' the nearest um location. And it'll give me the nearest house to me. If I'm out wow. showing houses and I can hit a button and it gives me directions on the phone, it goes into Google maps and it just takes me to their house. Oh, that's and it so- knows. Yeah. So I can do that. If I'm like, I don't know who to give them to how who's close by. I can just hit it. So it comes up with a map and it has all my last, all my past sales in it. And they're just little like um, balloons on top of the house. And then you just hit the one that's closest and it tells you who it is and, and, it, and you hit directions and it takes you there. So. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, now, do you have the breakdown of uh, the types of loans you're closing from your sphere, whether it's referral based, repeat business, sphere or leads? Yeah. Do you know how that breaks down within you at you and or your team? Yeah. So for one thing, um, I don't I, I haven't worked in a couple of years. I haven't worked online leads very much. So okay. most of them, I would say 90 percent now, 89 percent of my business is past clients or, okay. or family or friends. Or referrals from past clients. Um, gotcha. Now my team's a whole different story because a lot of them are newer, um, so they're just really getting leads from their sphere, but also some online leads that I'm providing. So, um, but but as far as like this year, I would say, first of all, I didn't work with many buyers. Uh, I think you saw my breakdown. I mean, the last uh, twelve months, I got eight buyers and thirty three sellers. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of buyers, but I would say like. I'd say two of them, maybe two out of eight were FHA and the rest were conventional or cash. Right. Um, so I have had a lot of cash. I do deal with a lot of investors. So I, a lot of times I do see, we do see cash offers um, just because they, either they're selling other properties and they're buying a new one or, or they're just picking up houses, um, you know, to keep in rent. Holding oh rent. yeah. Oh, we definitely. Um, you have an outrageously positive mindset. Um, in what you're sharing with me and how in the midst of all the craziness and the negativity that we're hearing on the media about our industry, how are you keeping such a positive mindset uh, when it comes to your team and the success that you're having when there's so much negativity out there? Well, I think it helps going through 2007, 8, 9, like going through that period. I was in that period and I was halfway i'd been in business for five six years so i was still a little bit new um that was a tough that was a lot tougher than this i mean it 
I, I actually was lucky because I got into a couple of banks where they let me sell all their foreclosures. Okay. So that helped get me through those years. But I remember just um, not giving up. And also, I think it's a good time to look at your circle, too, and see who you're hanging out with. Because you're hanging out with people that are like Debbie Downers or, you know, the, the people who are talking about all the doom and gloom. That's going to put you in that same mindset. So we have a good we have a good office here with a lot like top producers and we all mm -hmm. none of us are going to give up and none of us are talking about what's bad we're only talking about what we can do that's good and once you get in that mindset every day and i, I share that with the team it's tough sometimes because the newer agents are used to the last couple of years where it wasn't as hard to get business so now they're having to get business and they're frustrated but you just got to keep going because what you do today is not going to give you business tomorrow it's going to be a couple months out yeah but if you stop you're going to be way behind. So yes, so true, so true. Uh, you had mentioned that some of the agents, uh, the agents on your team, not you, are dealing with some online leads. Uh, which yeah. of the online leads are you seeing that's working in 2023 in this market? It's it's kind of crazy because it fluctuates. We've okay. always had a small a small campaign on Zillow, just a small one. You know, as far as just because it's it's steady. That's where people go look for house. I mean, people are looking. I have a website that you know I've used forever, and I'm getting ready to redo it just because I want to. I'm not because of the website because I don't even think many people now search homes on agents' websites. Right. I think they search on you know whatever out Zillow, Redfin, wherever they you know can find it easily. Whatever pops up in Google first. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think that they necessarily look at search homes on your website, but I think you have to have a good website. Um, to validate your business when people go there um, to see it. So, right. so what I'm doing is I'm trying to um, I'm trying to make it easier to convert leads, and I'm going to start running some more funnel like funnel ads on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Facebook ads are working pretty good. We're seeing um, we're we're having success on Facebook Marketplace of all places. We're putting our listings nice. and stuff on Facebook Marketplace. It works better with the lower end houses, but we're getting leads. We're getting people with no without a realtor. Um, we're getting people want to see houses. Then they're looking at Facebook Marketplace. I would have never thought that. Um, wow, we, that's very yeah, interesting. We, it's, it's kind of, and it's kind of untapped. I just let it out in the bag now, but it's kind of untapped because that we've been doing it and we've seen pretty good success. But we don't see a lot of listings on there. I also use like places like LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram for my listings. Like I post my listings there, where a lot of people don't do that. Um, but I think that helps. Uh, we've been toying around a lot with social media we do a lot like we have a lot of people on our team that are younger and they're really good at they're doing reels they're doing tiktok they're doing um so they're really hitting hard for on social media and we are getting leads from there also um, that's fabulous i love that and i yeah. i've just did a webinar myself on how to monetize tiktok uh yes. so I, again i see people that do tiktok but i don't know that they've monetized it and that would be the only reason to do it. Right. So that's what, um, so I, I just, I did a great webinar. Um, and I'm happy to share that with you. If you want to share it okay. with your team on how to sure. monetize TikTok. Uh, the woman had 220 people come to her website and apply online. She was a lender. And yeah. out of that 25 deals closed. And that was 25 deals that she handed out to the realtors that she worked with in right. one 12 month period. Yes. So 220 leads, 25 closed. I think that that is a huge success myself uh, for just making a video, sticking it online and other people seeing it. I thought that was huge. I mean, just right. 
it was very impressive. Another thing that I, I have to plug to is, and it's hard to believe that I can do all this in one day. People ask me all the time, but I also am very heavily involved in volunteering at the board level. So I was the 2021 um, Hartford County president of the board. And also I've served on Maryland Realtors board. And currently I'm serving a two-year term on NAR's um, board of directors for the National Association of Realtors. So I'm heavily involved across the country. And I know what things are coming down the pipeline as far as like, you know, new, whatever, new trends, you know, we, and, and we're, cause I'm actually there voting, you know, every year with the National Association Board of Directors. So that helps me, it kind of gets you in the room with people who are successful, people that care about the business and the industry. Yes. So I think that's helped me also. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm also currently the president of the Million Dollar Real Estate Association for Harvard County. Okay. And on that topic, we had, we had a girl, uh, an agent that I found from someone else that gave her, referred her to me. She came and talked to us, uh, I guess it was last week that we had a meeting and we always have a presenter and she's, um, she's on TikTok. She's been in the business like three years. She's on TikTok. She has 431,000 followers. Wow. And, and she posts good content. She's energetic. Um, and she, she told me that she started a team and this is like after a year or two in the business, she started a team because she had 14 buyers at once through TikTok. Oh, just at one time and she couldn't handle them. Of course. So she said she had, she had to start branching out and getting like having, cause she's on the Eastern shore. So she had to have someone um, in Bel Air, someone in Annapolis, someone that she could pass the leads to. Oh, that's so it's cool. out there. It yeah, it's, it's, and, and she said with the beauty of it, she said is people don't interview her because they've been watching her for months on right. TikTok. So they know her personality. They know what they get when they see her. Cause she was a little, like she said, she's like, I'm edgy. You know what you're going to get when you meet me, but you're not, you're already going to know me better than I know you because you've been watching me post for six months or whatever a year. Very so, cool. See, that's the thing about it. You have to stay consistent on social media and you have to be genuine, um, in, like who you are. You can't try to be someone different because that's, that's going to show when they meet you. So oh, you yes. just have to be who you are um, and, and try not to, you don't want to try to be something you're not. And just post content. People want to hear con content about real estate. They want to learn. They want yeah. to see what you do, what you, you know, what you do outside of real estate. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They like to see all that stuff. So that's 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 the key to social media. I think is just having um three levels, like your hobbies and interests, your personal life and your professional life all together. So it's like a photo album. Back in yeah. when we used to have photo albums, and what would you put in a photo album? You know, I see too many people, and I'm guilty of it too. We're always talking about like what we just sold or what we just listed or what our production was, but that's not really, that's for ourselves. That's not really for the public doesn't really know what that means. Even, you know, when we, especially when people put their year in totals, they don't know what that means really. Right. They might think you made 33 million when you did 33 million sales. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's not, and that might not be the thing you want to portray to your clients. Right. You know, that might not be what you want them to think. So, so that it's is so true. Yeah. You had mentioned something about uh, trends. You're finding out because you're on these boards about the different trends uh, that are occurring in our marketplace. Yeah. Uh, what should we be looking out for in the end of 2023 as 2024 approaches? Well, I, I'm so I'm an economics major. I went to college, four-year college, and, and majored in um, economics. I went to a small school in Virginia, Longwood College. Now it's Longwood University. but um, So I like economics. I like all the dry numbers and all that stuff. So so there's an economist, uh, Lawrence June for NAR. I follow him a lot, and I've I, I, I've been I've met him before. 
Um, and he's he's been talking about and Brian Buffini had a mid year um, meeting like a month ago to talk yep. about rates. It was so, great with Brian. Yeah, you saw it, Brian right? Stevens. Yeah. So they're it trying. Stevens, I guess they're predicting that rates could could be in the you know five five and a half range maybe by the end of the year, and then next year we could be in a range you know maybe somewhere in the fours. I don't. I don't. I'm just throwing throwing out numbers he threw out. So mm-hmm. I think that could help a lot with the industry right now because I think right now. Um, most people are happy with their rate because they, um, you know, how many people refied during or, or bought during COVID a lot. Very true. So, so why would they, they have to have a reason to move um, because they're really happy with that rate and they have to move up now. Now they could always buy now and, and refi later and, or use like different options like, you know, buy downs and all that stuff you can do to try to soften the blow. But I think that um, people are just hesitant about that. Um, but we're also seeing a, a, a trend of uh, lenders and realtors exiting the business, unfortunately. Well, I mean, some of them, that's the problem. I mean, when you get in and you just want to make money quick, it's hard. They're not as effective because they're not really looking at it as a long-term career like a lot of us are. Yes. So that's going to help us, I think, because there'll be a smaller pool when the when it ramps up again. There'll be less. Eight. I'm starting to see that on my contracts, like over and over, some of the same agents you know over and over like mm-hmm. i have the listing another about all the buyers agents are people i know they're not they're you know, they're all people that have been around that's starting yeah. to happen again like that oh, happens yeah. it, we've been through cycles in 19 years that i've been in business and i've talked to people um they've been in business 40 years and they've said that the, the same things happen over and over you know they haven't oh, quite yeah. seen it this crazy because covid was a really uh artificial market so sure. it's really um hard to predict and not something we it's not there's no precedent for it. So I get that. I get that. Is, is there any new technologies that you're utilizing at this time that's been helpful in the last 12 months of this business at all? Yeah, I mean I've been I when it gets like a little bit slower I don't sit around. That's what a lot of people do. They sit around and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to do this." I try to do all of my catch up on education, uh, mm. masterminds. So I've been in all of these like masterminds on AI. I mean, it's amazing what you can do with it, with the AI stuff. Um, awesome. I've been looking at like how to get leads through Facebook ads by, by setting up like lead funnels, um, mm-hmm. stuff that I haven't had a chance to do in the past. I'm looking at boosting my followers on Instagram, I'm working with a coach on that. So all that kind of stuff is is me catching up. When I'm too busy to do it, I get behind and everything's great because business is going. But I want to set myself up for when it ramps up again. And I want to do it while I'm time. So that's what I've been really trying to focus on right now. I love that. I love that. I am having, I use AI every day. Yeah. Um, every day. I It helps me create posts. Um, especially for LinkedIn, because I'm not a huge LinkedIn individual myself. And I'm just learning the platform and learning uh, about impressions and learning who will be on there to actually respond and engage with me. It's a different platform completely than other social media. And I'm I'm learning that and AI helps to create that engagement and to create that post. You still got to read through it. You still got to make changes to it. Um, It's not perfect. But at least it gets you started, and I feel like it gives you a good basis. 
and I'm having a lot of results. So I'm really pleased with my results. Anywhere from 50 to 350 impressions for somebody right. that's brand new at this. I'm excited about that. I, I post really a lot of LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn's a whole different um, it is. platform. Like you see people on there that aren't even don't even have Facebook, Instagram accounts, but they have LinkedIn because they're they're focused on straight, strictly business. And yes. they'll, I'll see their names one day. Some of them are the same. Like I've seen you um, like your comment on my post on LinkedIn. So some of them are the same, but some of them are people like I went to high school with that I've never seen on social media, but oh, they're on okay. LinkedIn. So um, that's that's a good thing. Like I think that's important to know um, that it's a whole different audience. So, yes. but it it is um, it's very effective. I think. I, mean, I think so. We I have a, we have a brand new agent, for instance, with AI. Going back to that, brand new agent just started. He's nineteen. I just announced on Facebook that he started with us, and he was like, I don't. I said, I need, I need you to write. I require people to have 50 people in their sphere when they come to me or I won't even like consider them on the team. Mm -hmm. And then also I, I want them to write a letter first, the first month that's introduces every them to the public. Mm -hmm. And then we send out that letter with a, a business card magnet to everyone on that 50 person list. Um, and he was having trouble at his age writing a letter. So sure. he went on chat GPT and he wrote, um, I need, I'm a young real estate professional that just started, um, write a letter to my sphere and we had to alter it, but it was great. It was like a really had, it said like, I have fresh perspective on the market. Yes. You know, so it really gave some positive points for someone who's brand new and young. In the Absolutely. So. And one thing, I don't know if you, if you've done this or not, but you can actually put it, you could actually say, put it in the voice of Brian Buffini. You can I've add seen that, it yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it changes the whole, the whole, uh, the way that it conveys the message. It is right. so cool just to watch that and to see how they would do it a little bit differently than you or I would do it. I'm, I'm very excited. We've, um, okay. uh, we played around, we played around with it a lot. And even if you write, if it writes something that's real way too long, you can say, summarize cut by one half and it does yes. it's crazy it's, it's insane. Great. or if there's a section you like section a you can say elaborate on section a it's it's nuts how how crazy it, intuitive it is it is um, but I love that's it. I, it saves a lot of time to get uh, just to get you to brainstorm because sometimes oh, you're yeah. burnt out and you're trying to come up with content and you need content and you just can't you just can't do it some days you know and it takes a lot of time and that's why people get frustrated creating contents because they don't have time to do it if they're not using any kind of tools, they're just doing it from scratch. Sure. So I, exactly. it's it's definitely a big help. It's not everything, but it's a good help. So. Yeah. Well, in the last four minutes, I've got two things that I'd like to ask you. Um, yeah. it, one is the goals uh, for you and your team, uh, I, whether they're production goals or if there's goals in what you want to do to grow the team or certain things, maybe a contract today, whatever it is. Uh, do you have goals for yourself and or for your team? Yeah, it's weird because I when I did I do business planning every year and then we also look quarterly like do a look back quarterly and what I said last year was going to be my goals were didn't really turn out to be my focus it was because it was all production related and I found myself um, first of the year this year I went to Fort Lauderdale for a sales training and it changed my it, this changed my whole year I think um, it was in January and it was a it was a Bill Pipes and John Shep Sheplak they're really like renowned world renowned leaders and trainers for sales and they're i mean they really hit they're, they're they hit you between the eyes there's no sugar coating and they made us do a lot of face-to-face -face, like role playing so we've been doing a lot of that now on our team um but just back to the basics picking up the phone and calling people um and having really good scripts 
can help you convert leads or even get just get leads. So that and then I grew my team. And then they said, if you're not if you're a team leader, not growing your team, you're crazy because you're going to need a wide scope of people to survive the market. Because if someone has a bad, bad month, someone else will have a good one and make up for it. And and that's been exactly true for my team. Um, there's there's months where I have maybe one deal where I used to have, you know, every month I would have seven, eight. Um, right. And now I'm down to sometimes where I have one, but our team this month has 17, you know, together. So, so that shift was something I really needed. It wasn't, it was crazy because it wasn't an expensive three-day class. I don't know how they did it for the price they did it. And I'm glad I went because it changed my whole year outlook. It changed the way I did everything this year. I mean, that is so fabulous. I love hearing that. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on here today and sharing uh, your successes, your team's successes, um, and sharing that you are still kicking ass and taking names in this 2023 market. And you're not letting the news, the media, and all the hype that we're hearing affect how your team is producing. And I just want to congratulate you on the success that you're having. Um, if somebody is interested in either knowing more about you, knowing more about your team and the inner workings of your team, maybe they're even interested in joining your team. Um, how, how would you like them? Would you like them to contact me and me contact you? Or would you be open to sharing your contact information? Yeah, either way is fine. I'll, I'll do my, my cell phone is 410-292-3218. And I'm really trying to push um, Instagram. Like, so if they want to find me on Instagram, I have two um, handles. One's Drewer underscore. So it's D-R-E-W-E-R underscore T-E-A-M or just C Drewer um, is another one I have. I have two different pages. And I'm really trying to ramp them up. That's really what I'd like to use instead of email, because that, that way people can get to know who you are and what you do. I love that. Thank you so much for taking your time and being on here and sharing a little bit about you and your team and your success. And I am so grateful. And realtors, if you're here and you want to know more about Chris and his team and how it works, please reach out to him directly. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment and provide us with a review on whatever platform you're viewing us on. And we would love to have a conversation with you and find out what you found valuable about this conversation. Thank you so very much. And until next week, have a great one. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it. And I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 